Hello, this is Raz Iyer with the world-famous, kinda funny, pretty dirty, very thought-provoking, and always educational Madness with Raz and Delisa radio show. We proudly present here our very first episode, which originally aired live on the Stereo app on March 8th, 2021. As my co-host Delisa and I are both educated and experienced experts in the field of sex, our weekly show ta- tackles such topics as sex, sexuality, relationships, fetish, gender, and more, all in a manner as shameless, non-judgmental, and genuinely informative as possible. In this, our first episode, we explore issues relating to marriage, divorce, polyamory, and more. As with any first episode, please pardon any passing awkwardness as we try to find our footing and our identity as a new show. Trust me, we get better. If you like what you hear, visit our website at www.madnesswithrazanddelisa.com. Again, that's Madness with Raz, R-A-S, and Delisa, D-A-L-I-S-A, dot com. From there, you can easily follow our social media accounts, get info on upcoming shows, access our sexpert blog, and more. We broadcast live every Wednesday, starting at 10 p.m. East, 7 West, exclusively on the Stereo app, a link to which is available on our website as well. With Stereo, you can leave voice messages we play on air, give us some emoji love, or even start your own show. Again, thank you for choosing Madness with Raz and Delisa, and we hope you make a habit of it. If you really love us, head over to madnesswithrazanddelisa.com and shove a few few bills in our G-strings, because good, good radio doesn't get produced cheap. Now, without further ado, enjoy the show. Okay, well, hooray. Welcome to the very first <laughs> inception of a show whose name might change and or probably will change in the future many times. As all its, its hashtags and its everything else and its emojis when we're feeling spunky um I'm Ooh, emojis, raz Iyer. Yeah. Y- yeah oh yeah, yeah. Uh, i'm raz Iyer. this is my dear friend delisa i'm out here in casper wyoming a state that doesn't actually exist delisa you are in <laughs> i'm not, right now not, in not the... portland nope i'm in lebanon oregon right now Ah, uh, okay. So we're going a little yes. bit sort of half nationally. It's exciting. Um, <laughs> I mean, oh yeah. Well, so my grinder keeps blowing up. Oh hey, grinder. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Tell me about this nineteen-year-old uh, boy you were uh, seeing the other day. Oh, oh, there have been so many. You know, there have been so many. Um, uh, oh, the nineteen-year-old. Yeah. Yeah, he was fun for for nineteen. Yeah, he yeah, he was he was fun for a night, but I mean that's pretty much all you get out of a out of a nineteen year old. Yeah. One, one really good about, night. Yeah. Well, I mean a, a couple if you're really desperate. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. But it, it I mean it's a it's a disastrous thing because you know, if you number one, if you get hooked on a nineteen year old, you're just fucked. But number two, they're so kind of capricious that either they'll fall head over your heels obsessively in love with you or finish up and be like, Oh my god, we we um I, I just slept with a guy that's like my dad's age, what the hell did I just do? And then that's <laughs> buyer's that. remorse. <laughs> yeah, yes, exactly. <laughs> oh my god, you know, it's so funny, and we actually have a listener. Hi, listener, you're our very first listener on this show ever, on our yeah. first night of our first show, so thank you, Ray. Um, oh, it's Jamie. Jay- oh, hi, Jamie. <laughs> Jamie's listening. 
That's so, always so good. loyal. What a good boy. <laughs> He's a very good boy. Um, yes. <laughs> so the, the other night, right, this was like uh-huh. Friday, Friday night. I had been talking to this guy for a few days on on uh, Grinder, And like I'm at the point now that I don't generally I have to talk to somebody for a few days before I'm going to meet him. I don't know right. why I'm doing that lately. I just am. So I've been talking to him for a few days, and finally we decided well, decide to get together. I go over his uh-huh. place. He's cute, and he, he, we get along, whatever. And uh, so we do our thing for the night, and we finish up. And at the end of the night, I'm about to leave, and he hands me 20 bucks. Oh, <laughs> you got 20 bucks? And I'm like, what? <laughs> I'm like, what the fuck is that? And he's like, well, you you ran and picked up those poppers for me, remember? Oh, okay, thank God. Dude, you did not get poppers. Uh, he, I'm not into him. It's not my oh, thing. I am. He likes them. Oh, oh, I am. Oh, are you? Oh, they oh, don't yeah. do anything for me. They really? do nothing for me and never have, yeah. Oh, wow. Um, oh, when I'm drunk, you hand me some of the, some rush. I'm like all about it. None of that stuff has ever done anything for me. That's funny. I, I like the way it smells, but it doesn't give me like <laughs> like a head rush or anything. Um, huh. But I had he was he was uh, on the DL, so he didn't mm-hmm. want like, want to go to the store and get that. So I went and got it for him. And he had, as I was leaving, he paid me back. But just for a moment, I was like, "Got twenty bucks? I'm losing my touch. What the fuck?" <laughs> That's awesome. Uh, well, I, no, nobody's ever handed me twenty bucks for sex. So no, I'm sure they never handed you less than a hundred. <laughs> Are you calling me a whore? <laughs> That's four, honey. No, they handed me two hundred. Come on. Oh, okay. Come on, give me now some calling, credit. So now, now we're calling you a corporation. Yes. Well, well, you know, <laughs> I should incorporate my name. You should or absolutely my vagina, one or the other, something. Oh yes. <laughs> well, I mean now, now you have a. Oh, you're getting claps. <laughs> um. Now, now, well, now you have a radio show, so the brand is expanding. Oh hey, I like yeah. having a brand. <laughs> <laughs> Jamie, keep clapping, Jamie. Keep clapping. <laughs> mm. He he is to us what you are to me and Sean, the one dedicated listener. Well, that's okay. I just shared to both Instagram and Snapchat so people can, you know, totally like listen to us talking about sex and drugs and rock and roll. Rock and roll, absolutely. Rock what and roll. Sex, which actually does continue once you once you're not like twenty something, which I'm learning here. Which is thank thank God, because otherwise I'd have nothing to do every day. Well, honestly, while I was married, I lost all interest in sex and never wanted to have it. Once my divorce happened, I wanted to have it like fifty times a day, every day. Still do, that, but you know that's <laughs> totally how it went. It went for me. Mm-hmm. Like, why do you think you lost interest with your divorce? I mean, there's a lot. There's a lot of different reasons. I know mine. Um, um, but why was there something in particular that made you just kind of lose interest? Honestly, while I was married to him, I slowly started losing interest because I never got compliments. I never. Um, I didn't feel attractive. I didn't feel like. Um, and it's weird because I. I got admiration from other people, just not my husband at the time. Mm-hmm. And 
the more he wanted sex, the more I did not want sex with him. And then he started gaining weight. He really didn't care about what he looked like. I mean, at one point he like had got this big, huge man gut and it wasn't sexy on him. And Mm -hmm. he would just do these really annoying things that pretty soon it was just like, uh, I just did not want to be touched by him. And I seriously thought it was a medical condition because I wasn't attracted to anybody. So I thought, oh, well, maybe it's just I'm getting old. My hormones are making me not want to have sex. You know, it's just right. And I, I talked to my doctor about it. I'm like, do they have women's Viagra? You know, I, I we literally <laughs> and Jamie's going to crack up at this because he knows about this. We literally had sex night. Saturday nights were sex night where I had to have sex with him. Um Oh my God. Uh, it was a deal that I had sex with him on Saturday nights and he would help around the house because he was horrible doing housework. So it was kind of like a trade off. And so, um, if I didn't have sex with him, he would stop helping around the house and not do dishes and all that kind of shit. So in some ways, I almost started feeling like I was forced to have sex. Like I had to, you know, or mm, like, like it was an obligation. An obligation. And who wants to fuck somebody when you feel obligated? Seriously. Honestly, I mean, uh, I hope I never make anybody feel that way. So I literally just stopped having interest in sex. Uh, The divorce happened. I signed up for Tinder. And next thing you know, I had raging hormones and (laughs) was like wanting to get laid four times a day. You know, it it just was crazy, crazy how... I became like a fucking teenager that way. I, I mm-hmm. it was like, what? You're like, you're like, oh my god, I have hormones again. I uh, yeah. I Where were they? And yeah, I started realizing I was not attracted to my ex husband. It was him all along. It wasn't me, you know. And Mm-mm. it's my hormones have calmed down a little bit since then. I still want to have sex, just not four times a day, maybe four times a week. You know, I'm I'm <laughs> calming down. And I mean, at this point, I'm not getting that, but you know, I'm making do with what I do get. Second listener, we we just got our second listener. Yay! Hi, second listener. Oh, yay! Um, Hi, second listener. (laughs) You know, I I I've come to realize that that, because you know, my divorce didn't. Oh, they left. Um, my my divorce didn't didn't really go. Um, it didn't really go in the in my favor. Um, and I'm coming to realize that that hormones are really the only thing I got in the divorce. Well, you know, at least there's something. Yeah, and wait, the dog. No, wait, you got the dog, you got that, and you did get that platinum the service when you go to Vegas. Remember? Yes, yes, you, that helped. That was pretty that awesome. Helped a lot, thank God. Yes. Yeah, yeah. That has helped a great deal. <laughs> so, and I'll be using it again good. here pretty soon, actually. Um, yeah. But Man, no, it's funny because I want to go. Um, I don't. I don't know yet. I'm. I'm waiting to hear from a. Uh, uh, my my job awesome because cool. as soon as as soon here's here's the day you're starting be be right. you know report for duty on blah 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 on, on right. the book like two week two weeks at paris um so i can go down there and find a place and you know have a home base while i'm doing that and get right. paid in and all that well, um so I'll, don't worry i'll, I'll definitely divorce. let you know okay yeah at least you got that into the divorce but you got the hormones which was good I know that. Well, it's funny. Just it, from when I met you. Yeah, you've seen it in action. <laughs> Fuck. I've seen it in action on me. <laughs> Seriously. It was fun. Sorry, sorry, Jamie. Um, it was fun. Yeah, sorry, Jamie. <laughs> 
but like it it was exactly the same thing for me though like mm-hmm. in in a lot of ways it wasn't that i wasn't attracted or it wasn't that that i didn't have a sex drive anymore or anything like mm-hmm. that it was that it was that i was never made to feel attractive ever well and that's ridiculous cuz you are a gorgeous man so well, thank you and you're a that. gorgeous woman so and we're, it's we're just, just like gorgeous the, people <laughs> You know, we we'd be going. Yeah, oh yeah, we we should have been married. Um, we we should have been. We should have been married. Yeah. <laughs> don't worry, Jamie. Polyamorous, but um, married, of course. Oh yeah, I, there'll never be anything but at, exactly. at this point. Because uh, you know, We're, like you, you'd like you'd be going out and like you'd put on something that like you're not getting all dressed up fancy, but you, you know you want to you try to look nice, and you're yeah. like, do I look okay, or is, is this all right, or whatever. You look fine. Mm-hmm. And they're put Come out on. at having it, to give you that compliment. Yeah, like it's exhausting to to tell you that you look like not subhuman. Right. Right, no. And that's the one thing that, you know, it's nice to have people around you that tell you you look nice or you look good or you look pretty. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. I, it, it's a wonderful thing. Jamie when tells me I look pretty all the time. So does Frankie, okay. you know. It's good boy nice. and good other boy. Yeah. <laughs> and and when you feel attractive, you feel attracted. You know what I mean? Exactly. And you feel a little bit of power. You feel powerful. You feel like, hey, I am somebody because somebody thinks I look nice and thinks I look good, you know, and it helps with your self-esteem. Nobody exactly. wants to feel. Exactly. So you're like, you're comfortable. You feel you feel validated in being sexual. I don't want to say sexually aggressive, but taking right. sexual actions with your partner. Right. Nobody wants to say, "Does what? do these pants make my ass look fat?" And they say, "No, your ass makes your ass look fat." Hello. Oh, that's great. Oh, I've yeah, I've had that comment. So <laughs> it's like, um, okay. Well, you know, no, I, I'm I, proud of the badonkadonk then. I, I've I've heard in a phone conversation. I've heard myself called. Oh yeah, I'm going out with back, back fat Betty. That was back nice. fat Betty. Yeah. What? My my what? back is where I always get fat first. Oh, whatever. <laughs> my body is where I get fat first. So you know. <laughs> Usually I get it in my boobs and my belly. So you know. Well, the, bo- the boobs are good. Fats. Yeah, the boobs, yeah. you know, they, they just seem to, like, get bigger and bigger pretty soon. I'm going to be mm-hmm. all the part size if I keep eating. My belly nice. will, you know, go along with it. But honestly, See, that, the, the, somebody the, to The challenge that. isn't Dolly Parton's size. The challenge is Dolly Parton proportion. <laughs> yeah, that's never going to happen. Seriously. Not, not even with plastic surgery. But, dude. Oh, no. Regardless. I don't care if you have a little bit of back fat. I don't care if you're skinny. I don't care if you have skin conditions. I don't care anything. If you are a beautiful person, you are a beautiful person. And Absolutely. Honestly, that, that's what bugs me about superficial assholes. You know, I'm sorry, mm-hmm. but I love you for you. I don't care if you have a little back fat. I don't care if you have a big ass. I don't care. If right. Okay, I care a little bit if and you have a tiny dick, but, you know, if you know what to do <laughs> with it, it's fine. D- depending on the guy, I kind of like that, to be honest. I could, ta- <laughs> I could take a tiny dick, so. Well, yeah, if you're taking it, honestly. 
Um, but uh, uh, yeah, and, and well, you I'm, know, like it, yeah, we we both got older. We both put on weight and whatever. And and I I feel bad because I told him once that I wasn't attracted to him because he put on so much weight and he had put on a lot of weight. But that wasn't yeah. it. What it what it was was something you were saying earlier about how he just just didn't try to look nice, right. It it had nothing to do with the weight itself. It had to do with the lack of effort, and not even lack of effort in losing the weight, but like trying to you know dress like a little upscale when we go out, or right. you know just just look nice, just care, just show that you care about right. how you look because you are re- representing your spouse because you are a reflection on your spouse. And here's here's a question for you. When you did get dressed up, did you get bitched at because you were dressed up and looked nice? Because I did. Oh, yes, definitely. It, Who were you trying like, to impress? Exactly. Or I would wear heels and, and he would be like, why are you wearing those? You're just going to complain about how they hurt your feet later. And I'm like, I'm mm-hmm. wearing them so it makes my legs look good and lifts my butt, you know? So I look yeah, nice. exactly. And, yeah. and it was like, well... You should just wear tennis shoes. I'm like, I'm wearing a freaking low cut tight dress, and you want me to wear tennis shoes with it? Mm-hmm. Don't you know you want yeah, me like to? Yeah, like what? That's yeah, just, that's that's and, a, speaking and, of Dolly Parton. That's like that nine to five <laughs> image where all the girls yeah. in East New York are walking to the office in the skirt suit and sneakers. Right, like working girl movie or something. Yeah, you know. Yeah, like, exactly. It, and it's it's just like that's not who I am. So what if I bitch about my feet hurting later? It goes along with the territory. Yeah, take they're your pride. Feet. Take pride in the fact that I take pride in my appearance. You know, that's, okay. That's that's what I'm saying exactly. <laughs> Be proud that you are with someone that is proud of what they look like and wants wants you to look good with them. You know, right. wants to look right. good with you. Right. Well, and that was the I. Have thinning hair. I've had thinning hair for a long time. Right now, it's really bad. So I've been wearing wigs a lot lately. Well, my ex hated me wearing wigs. He bitch about it. Mm. He say they're ugly. They look horrible. Uh, for the love of God. And you know what? Nobody's bitching about me wearing wigs now. Jamie doesn't mind me wearing wigs. Frankie doesn't mind me wearing wigs. You certainly don't mind me wearing wigs. Nobody no. minds me wearing wigs. Not a single man or woman in my life minds me wearing wigs. But if, I feel... If, if it works for you and it makes you yeah, feel good, why not? I feel uncomfortable wearing them sometimes because of how I was made to feel when I wore them by exes. Mm-hmm. Like a few of my yep. exes. You know, and I understand when I had gorgeous red hair, why do I need to wear them? Well, I like to change the appearance. I don't know about you, but sometimes you want to look a little different, you know? Yeah, it's, it's fun not to even change it up sometimes. About that. Yeah, that's the fun thing. Just imagine being a guy or a girl and dating somebody who comes in looking different and on point all the time, different hair color, different hair lengths. It's like you're dating mm-hmm. five really different people. Who wouldn't want yeah, that? Yeah, exactly. I mean, come on. Like, you you remember that show? Um, what was it? NCIS, I think. Mm-hmm. And they had the mm-hmm. the one girl, and every episode she looked different. Her hair color was different. Yes, she was dressed Abby. fun. That yeah, Abby. See, Abby. That is the only Abby. person that anyone ever remembers clearly from that show. And why? Right? Because she well, she always was put together in a really great way. You know that is true. Changed it I up. Remember she was very expressive. He's hot. <laughs> oh, I don't her, see. See, I don't. Dinozo. <laughs> He was the hot guy that always got slapped on the back of the head, but 
That's only because I remember. I still don't, still don't remember. <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, Abby is just because she's fucking cool. I mean, she always yeah. had her cute little black bangs and she was always wearing these cute little goth outfits. Yeah, everybody remembers mm-hmm. that. You yeah, know, totally. I mean, I don't know. It just, it seems like your ex and my ex ought to get together and, and like be burned at the stake or something. I don't know. <laughs> I know. And the frustrating thing is, he, I mean, he, he's not a bad guy. Mm-hmm. I, I'll I'll never say that he is, but you know these little these are these are the things that when you're married you need to or even in, just in a relationship in general you need to yeah. do this like it it costs nothing to say you look gorgeous instead of you look fine right yeah you look you hot know, it, tonight <laughs> right well, yeah. like, it costs nothing to say oh this is delicious instead of this is fine. No, and it really doesn't. And that's what I'm enjoying in my life right now is I have people who tell me I look hot. They cat call me. They're like, mama, you know, whatever. Mm -hmm. It makes you feel good. It makes you feel good about yourself. Whether you actually really do, who cares? You know, if you feel like you look gorgeous, then, you know, you feel so much better about yourself. And and that's what it comes down to. And it just it pisses me off when people can't say, you know, oh, you look really good. Or, hmm, look at that hot ass. Or, you know, go up and spank my ass. I don't care. Right. Or something, you know? <laughs> I, I would rather have the compliment, frankly, you know? Right. Well, and that's exactly and it. Because, it. I mean, when, when you spend so much time not getting compliments, it becomes hard to take them when they do start coming. Well, and that's part of like, it. And I'm not going to say I, after a while, when I wasn't getting them from him, I, I wasn't giving them either. And that was a complaint of his. But after a while, when his, his freaking feet smelled like cat piss because his socks would stink so bad and his shoes would stink, I'm not going to compliment you. You're coming to bed smelling like that. And when I mention it, you say I'm nagging you. Mm, you know, Jesus you're getting God. a big, huge belly. You don't brush your teeth and you smoke. And so then I feel like I'm freaking licking an ashtray. Who oh, right. That? Seriously. You know? Exactly. Um, and, mean, there, and, and there's ways there's ways to that you can continue to live, live and be yourself without, you know, just letting yourself go to shit. You know, if right. you want to smoke and your partner doesn't like it, wash your, you know, mouthwash. I always have a well, little bottle wash in the car, yeah. car, for instance. Right. And speaking well, and, of smoking, I actually kind of want a cigarette now. <laughs> <laughs> well, and it doesn't bother me, especially if I'm very attracted to somebody. At that point, it doesn't bother me. But when I'm attracted, I'm not attracted to somebody, and then they want to kiss me, and they stink, and they've got this big old fat, you know, man belly. Mm-hmm. Who, who, Honestly, how am I supposed to compliment that? It gets to be hard when I'm trying to take pride in my appearance and I'm going to Vegas with my husband and he can't even be led into clubs because he won't dress up. He won't buy um, some nice oh dress shoes Oh my God, that's infuriating. Yeah. That's infuriating. I mean, uh, fortunately, that's, that's... and jeans. Ugh. I, didn't, I didn't go through that with... Fortunately, I, I shouldn't okay. say his name on the on the air, but um, mm, well. I didn't go through that with with mine because I'm like he, Jamie, don't tell. I mean, <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> yeah, our one listener, don't tell him. I know you know him. Um, <laughs> I, I never, I never really experienced that with him because he was, you know, he was so obsessed with being 
in a band. So he all had a suit on. Always. Uh, okay. Well, Which see, is that- fine, except, like, they usually weren't nice suits, probably. Uh, and, it, and I get it, when he first started out, you can't afford a, uh, you know, really nice suit. You know, right. something really sort of high-end and tailored and everything. Um, but as you get down the road, I mean, I was going out. I, for Christmas one year, I bought him four or five Brooks Brothers shirts. Oh, nice. And Brooks Brothers is up there. And oh, yeah. with them, with them, you can go to them and have them tailor it for you. If you, as long as right. the shirt's from there, they'll do that no problem. Right. Um, he he never wore any of them. <laughs> well, what, uh, did you ask Be- why? Because I did. Because he said he he only wanted to wear white shirts. He was only going to wear white shirts. But then he looks like he's a Latter Day Saint going to knock on your door. Hey, that's what I said. That is exactly <laughs> what I said. And he had this this huge huge collection of ties from his his stepfather when his stepfather died. His uh-huh. mother sent down this huge huge collection of ties, but his stepfather was like ninety something when he died, and all these ties were from like the mid seventies. Oh my god, no, no. So he, so he looked he looked like Paul Lind in every single one of them. Oh no, no! It was horrifying, or like Richard Dawson or something. Exactly. Oh no, no! Even Richard Dawson looked good in them, though. Uh, Oh, that's too bad. (laughs) Well, it it was, and and so like I'd buy him ties, and he wouldn't wear them. I'd buy him like coordinated ties and pocket squares, and he wouldn't wear them. Oh, see. I couldn't even get Dustin that far. He and I don't care about saying his fucking name. So um, he he uh, he would wear T-shirts that had funny sayings. And I thought they were funny. But when we're going out to eat, for God's sakes, don't wear a shirt. that says uh, what some of them something about. um, Let's play army and you can blow me. You know, oh, my God. I mean. Yeah, they're funny shirts, but we're going out to eat. Can you, like, you know, spruce yourself up a little bit? But no, it would be that. And you'd wear these ugly, like, cargo pants that would have some bleach spots on them. And then whatever his shoes of the year or two were, because he had one pair of shoes. Um, mm-hmm. <laughs> at one point, they were some DCs. Next, they were, like, New Balance. And I mean, at one point, I swear to God, he had a pair that he had duct taped up because he didn't want to buy new shoes. Oh my and, God. How yeah. embarrassing. Yeah. And I'm supposed to go out to dinner with somebody and take pride. And this man is my husband. And here I am dressed to the nines, makeup done, looking pretty, you know, looking mm-hmm. like my usual self. <laughs> and. and you- and you, and you almost have a that, feeling, like, feeling like a hooker because you're totally done up. Right? Here's this, this schmuck in a well, t-shirt, you know? And then, of course, I'd be hit on because, I mean, it happens. And he would be mad at me because then his self-esteem started going down and down and down because mm-hmm. I would get all this attention and he would get none. And it's yeah. like, well, that's because I exude the confidence and... People are telling him, you know, well, she's out of your league kind of thing. And so he started resenting me for it. Like it was my fault. <laughs> and I'm like, hey, uh, I chose you. I married you. Um, because realize, you if he, realizing that it's his fault, 
Yeah. Right. Like um, that, and that's a great point. Like realize who I'm choosing to be here with, right? And who I'm coming home to every day. But you it know, was uh, my fault. But it's that, easier. It's easier to yeah. blame you than to blame himself right. because blaming himself would mean that put effort into changing it. Well, and that's exactly it. And it, it was my fault because I decided not to dress myself down. I mean. Even when I was on chemo, I still tried to look nice because we would go out to eat every weekend to get out, get myself out of the house because I was working full time and on chemo. And so I was exhausted Mm -hmm. and he would take me out to dinner and it was a nice thing to do for me. Of course, you know, we had just been married. I still get myself dressed up. I looked haggard as an old witch. And I mean, there'd be times we go to the grocery store and I kid you not, I actually had, um, so uh, some people think he was my son because I looked so old and haggard when we go to the grocery store. And that was highly embarrassing to me. So I tried to make sure I looked good all the time because I didn't want people thinking I was shopping with my son for fuck's sake. Right. You know? right. And then I, 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 we I go out people, to dinner. Ugh. I had uh-huh. people thinking that, that I was his son and I'm six years older than him. Oh, see? And that's exactly it. I, in, in, I I hate how that made me feel. I mean, yes, I love to date guys younger than me. I feel younger at heart. Oh, me so too. I don't for sure. want to date guys that are my age unless they're young at heart like I am. But I hope I never but, feel like that again. <laughs> oh no, that's a terrible feeling. Like yeah. the, I mean part of part of the reason that you have a partner is to be strong when you're not to think highly of you when you can't. You know, you kind yeah. of plug each other's hole, literally and figuratively. Right. But you sort of and fill in for one another when you don't have that esteem and everything else. And right. when it's not coming, it it's like a major part of the relationship isn't being made to happen. Well, and that I mean goes goes hand in hand with what you know. Part of our our podcast is about is the polyamory thing. Sometimes you can't get that from one person. Sometimes. You get that from a multitude or a few or two or whatever. Mm-hmm. Sometimes what you give to somebody isn't enough for them either. And you need to have the options open. And, you know, some people want that. Some people don't. And that's totally fine, too. Some people don't mind long distance relationships. But, you know, mm-hmm. being able to get what you need should be important not only to who you're with your lover your spouse whatever you know to where you both want to be happy now mind you Mm -hmm. some people are not happy that you know their partner is going elsewhere for certain things they want to be that all-encompassing thing that that person needs but let's be realistic that's not always the case you know no it's not be everything to one person sometimes you just can't no definitely it's just like they say about politics you can please all all the people some of the time some of the people all the time but Mm -hmm. you can't please all the people all the time you can't be everything to someone all the time period it's that simple right well and that, that is a big part of it you know um we as homo sapiens aren't meant to be monogamous necessarily you know, no, there's not a and whole at, lot. Having been an of anthropologist, mammals. I yeah. Uh-huh. Well, exactly. I, I mean, you know. look on. at it. I was to say, just look at it. How many mammals are naturally monogamous? Seriously, I mean, not a lot. 
No, it's, it's very common. In, it's very common in birds, but in mammals, it, yes. it's very rare. Yeah, and it, it really is, and that's why I do believe that with the majority of people, they have a hard time with monogamy. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it's easy to be to, to be monogamous for a short amount of time, but it gets harder. And yes, you have to work at it. I, I'm not a cheater. And if I plan on being monogamous, I am monogamous, you know, but mm-hmm. I do honestly believe that some of my relationships have ended because I can't sustain it, you know, right. or we right. wind because, up having threesomes or something because I need that extra mm-hmm. oomph in my relationship, you know, which is unfortunate, but it's true. And I'm honest about it. And some people are just like that. And as long as you're, it, you know, we, you hear people talk about cheating all the time. I mean, mm-hmm. You know, it's just, it's the big relationship ender. Um, well, it is. But it, occur, it, it occurred to me a while back, though, that it's not so much, like, if you think about it, it's not so much cheating itself. It's breaking, uh, breaking the rules. It's breaking, right. breaking a major issue of trust. So right. if monogamy is, isn't the rule then cheating isn't going to be the great relationship ender because it's not actually cheating. It's just having sex right. with someone else. Well, exactly. And if you are in a relationship where you're honest and totally open with the person that you love, care about, and you're like, you know, I love you, but, you know, I do need a little bit more. And you're upfront about it more than likely if you are mature adults and not 20-year-old jealous freaks, you mm-hmm. will totally be like, I get that, you know, I love you too. I want you to be happy. Um, let's see if we can work something out. It's like, I really want to go and, you know, get treated like a whore and role play with somebody, or I really want to go dominate somebody, which is my thing. Um, right. And the partner I'm with doesn't like that, then... Why would they not want me to go and experience that? They know I love yeah, them. Exactly. They're confident that I love them. They know mm-hmm. that, you know. So why would they that, want you to go out and be happy that. and satisfied? Yeah. Exactly. And it's just play. As I would it's for not, them. <laughs> yeah. They, you know, like it, it's like, it, you know, if, if your partner doesn't drink and you do. Right. Why wouldn't your partner want you to go out and have a couple of drinks with the girls every now and again or whatever? Exactly. You know, it's. It's the same idea. You're going out to share some time with someone that has mutual interests that you don't share with your partner. And that's fine. And that's totally fine. I'm not, you know, going to deny them that opportunity either. It's like, if you need to go out and experience something that I'm not giving you, then by all means, I want you to go fulfill that because I love you. I care about you. And, you know, we both need to be happy. Um, and what, a, likewise, and what an amazing expression you know, of love. Well, exactly. You know, it, <clears throat> and, it's like, I, I, I love you enough to spite my own insecurities. Exactly. And so it's like, I happy. understand that you going out and having sex with somebody, you know, isn't going to make you leave me because I know you love me. And that's where you know, making sure that the partner you're with understands, you know, I love you. You know, mm-hmm. when it comes down to it, this is, this is, I want you, I love you. I'm with you. And, you know, I'm trying to show you that in every way I can. However, this is what I need. 
you know, and some people are not secure enough in a relationship to be able to do that. You know, and it's honest. And that's why honesty is a big part of that. And some people never will be able to do it. You know, they, they really do not have open enough minds to be able to do that. Some people and honestly, they, honestly, I think deep down everybody wants to, but very few people have the emotional fortitude to actually have that kind of yes. relationship. Yes, exactly. <clears throat> they want to, but they've been taught that they can't do that. They've been taught that it's wrong. They've been taught this. They've been taught that. They follow social norms. And then there's some mm-hmm. that want will be in a relationship with somebody and have no problems with their partner doing it, but they choose not to. Because that's not who they are, but they don't that, mind their partner doing it because their partner is honest and too. open about it. Yeah, yeah, and that's absolutely fine too. Yeah, and I mean, in my experience, you know, I have no problems with my partners if they want to go and tie one on with somebody. They can if they want to go and experience sex with somebody because who doesn't like variety once? Wow, honestly, right? I and, mean, and, come you on. know that—that's so much of my thing. Like, I just—I enjoy exploring new bodies. Exactly. I in, enjoy <laughs> the way, like, like smelling someone new, and you know, yes. seeing what their body looks like, and what it feels like, and what it tastes like. And it, yes. it's, psychologically, it feels good that that person is giving you permission to explore them in that intimate way. You know, exactly. and it, once you're in a couple with somebody, well, permission is. I won't say assumed because there is such a thing as marriage rape, but right. you know, the permi- permissions there, like, yes. like we've explored the shit out of it, you know? Right. Well, the, yeah. it's like, and like if the, the Spanish sent, sent Columbus to explore Madrid, like, right. It makes exactly. no sense, you know? But the thing is, is if I go out and get plowed by somebody that does not make me crave who I'm with any less. You know, it does no, not take away not. the desire that I want to be with them also, you know, because mm-hmm. there's there's that connection. There's that, oh, my God, I want you to hold me all night. But every so often, I, you know, need to go do this. And like, I'm, I'm going through this this sort of evolution right now because, you know, when I first got divorced, I was sleeping with I, I was fucking anything that would let me. Oh, yeah. Basically. You know, which is natural. I think that's absolutely natural. (laughs) Me too. (laughs) Um, And now I'm kind of at this point where, like, yeah, I I still get laid um, for sure. I still sleep with people I just met, but I like I even changed my profile recently. It's like, like (laughs) I don't want to just go to your house and fuck. Like I want to go, you know, let's go have have a couple of beers, hang out, chill, get to know one another, and see what happens. Because right. just the simple act of just sex right now isn't what I'm looking for. And it's the same thing in when you are are in an open relationship or a polyamorous relationship where, right. <laughs> like, sometimes you want anonymous sex. Right. But sometimes you want sex with somebody that you kind of know or, you know, in the case of long-term relationships, actually really intimately know, which is a very right. different experience and a very different meaning. Right. Which is so, much, it's much more enjoyable to me to almost, I hate this term, but make love with somebody as opposed to just going fuck, you know? Yes, yes. I, or, I want that make, making Even make like. Even yeah, make like. Like. I, like, I exactly. like that term. 
Yeah. You want to go make like with somebody because you're comfortable with them. You adore them. You love them. You really like them. Whatever the term may be, you crave them. But that doesn't yes. negate the feelings that sometimes you also just want to go and get laid also, you know? Yeah, every, sex everybody sex. loves going home. <laughs> everybody likes being on vacation, mm-hmm. you know? But and that, <laughs> but that's just what it is. Sex is an act of bodies. It's not an act right. of... Right. It's not it an act can, of love. It can be an act of love. You can have yeah. sexual experiences that express love in an amazing way. But, it, oh, yeah. you know, sex doesn't doesn't have a monopoly on love. Or no, love doesn't have doesn't. a monopoly on sex. I'm not quite sure no. which direction that would that would go in. Right. Um, and and like that's when the deal when my with... husband and I got married, when uh-huh. I, my husband and I got married, I knew when we first started dating, I told him, you know, I'm not into the whole monogamous relationship thing. And he said, uh-huh. and he's like, okay, well, I'll change that. You know, I mean, I'm sure you've heard it too. Oh, I'll change that someday. <laughs> blah blah blah. Um, and when they when all we think got they married, can change you. <laughs> oh yeah. And when when we got married, I you know made a vow that I would be be faithful to him, and I was mm-hmm. faithful to him and only right. him for nine years. But I that was my wedding gift to him. That right. was the sacrifice I was making to show how much I loved him. That it did nothing to change my desire to have sex with other people. Right. And well, like he'd, exactly. he'd tell me, he'd tell me, oh, I only look at you. I never look at anyone else. Oh, please. Bullshit. You know, maybe you don't. Yeah. Come on. You we both know that when you jerk off, you're not thinking about me. Exactly. I mean, it's it's a ridiculous thing to say. Like if if you have so much (laughs) control over who who you're looking at and who you're turned on by, Uh how the fuck are you even gay? Why didn't you just choose? Why didn't you just shut off that part of you that looks at men entirely and go for a woman? Right. Right. Oh, looks like we have a message here. Hang on. Oh, hooray. Let's hear it. Ex-husband, brother. Ex-husband. And also, are you sure? Are you <laughs> sure that you may kept that promise? Uh, Sean. Sean. Sean, you're a dick. Um, <laughs> yes, I'm absolutely certain that I kept that promise. I would have been in a better mood for nine years if I hadn't. Um, and X is true. <laughs> X yeah, is absolutely true. Thank you. Well, and here's the thing. If you got married and you fully had, you know, intended to be monogamous and that was your wedding gift to him and you succeeded that, that is wonderful. Um, my, my marriage was a little bit different. We entered the marriage not quite in an open thing, but more like we would have threesomes or foursomes. And if we really mm-hmm. wanted to have sex with somebody, we would ask permission first. You know, hey, I really that's want really to, you know, yeah, I want to take this person home. And that's how it was. But the longer it went like that, the more he decided he didn't like that. And yet when we got married, that's how it was. And so when he started mm-hmm. gripping on tighter and pretty soon I'm getting attention from guys who didn't like it. And then pretty soon, um, if I was getting messages from guys and I didn't immediately say, Hey, I'm married, you know, right? I was, you know, trying to hook up with them and everything. And that's not how our marriage started. That wasn't right. how we got married. And so he was changing things up on me, which made me all the more 
not want to be monogamous. And I didn't cheat on him. He thinks I did because I had like somebody he gave me permission to talk to. We wound up having video sex three times. The person Uh. was all the way across the world. But I was the big cheater, as where he actually did cheat on me twice because he didn't have permission. One of the times in our own bed. But, you know. Oh, my God. And Well, you know, (laughs) that's the the thing what I'm talking about, about about cheating and rules. It's only cheating. Like, cheating is, is by definition, breaking rules. You know? It's it's, it's accomplishing in spite of the rules um so he broke if the you rules. were following the rules then yeah yeah the only thing men about pig, the rules men pigs. is i didn't tell him every single time i chatted with this person but i never had had to do that before so i didn't think i had to do it again you know so it, mm-hmm. it was just it was a bunch of bullshit and so after this divorce and when i started dating i you know fully said hey I am not looking for monogamy. My profile even said I'm not looking for monogamy. I am, you know, not necessarily mm-hmm. always looking for hookups either. In a polyamorous right. relationship. And that but there's a huge also. gray area between the two. Right. Like, there's you a know. huge gray area between the two. I mean, say sex with friends. Sex with friends is great. I love sex with friends. I love sex Maybe. with friends. Sex it's with fun. Friends it's goofy. Wonderful. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, well, next time we see each other, we'll have sex. So <laughs> Okay. Sorry, Sorry okay. Jamie. <laughs> Sorry, Jamie. <laughs> Sorry, everybody. <laughs> everybody um, wants to hear about you and me yeah. having sex, Russ. So, so, sorry, sorry, Sean. <laughs> <laughs> sorry, Sean. <laughs> he, he, he's, he's just excited you're a girl. Uh, <laughs> oh, hey. Oh, yeah, I bet he's not used to that, huh? <laughs> well, no, he, no. Well, yeah, I guess not, no. But he's he's oh he's one that's always been been good about it. I think I don't remember. Yeah. I don't care anymore. Well, but I, mean, I, I conversely, I would love to hear from somebody who's totally against the polyamory thing and doesn't think polyamory works. You know, because when you mm-hmm. try to tell somebody you're in an open relationship and they're like, "Well, that doesn't work," and it's like, "No, it doesn't work for you." Don't assume what's going on in my life exactly. isn't going to work, and you know. And you hear it from the gay community all the time, like uh, how, uh, you know, people will talk about being in open relationships, but but behind their back, everyone's whispering, oh, they just, they just want to cheat on each other, or they're just whores, or whatever. Right. And you know, the funny thing about being in a polyamorous relationship is it gets to the point where you almost don't want to go sleep with anybody else because you have that permission and you have that freedom. It almost makes you love that person even more to where you are happy. You know, yeah, every once in a while you'll get that itch and you'll scratch it, but it's a Mm -hmm. lot less exciting. I guess it is because anytime, anytime, anytime something is anytime something is taboo, it's more, I think. Yeah. Oh yeah, I, and, I like and that's, the I, 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 I took a class on that in my anthropology degree, but yeah. Uh-huh. Um, so let's check. Let's check our message here. Oh okay. First, apology accepted. <laughs> Second, polyamory may work for some, but it doesn't work for everybody. So I'm not saying that doesn't work for people, but it doesn't work for me. Exactly. Exactly. That's exactly what we're saying. That's what we're saying. It isn't for everybody. There are some people that it's just not in their makeup. They 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 can't do it or don't want to do it. 
And a lot of times it's because their partner also doesn't want to. And that's wonderful. You know, yes. and I, I love that. Like in, in my case, making that sacrifice. But in um, a lot of cases, I mean, Sean, I don't know a lot about your relationship, but I'm guessing it's mutual. I, I mean, you're a lot more traditional than I am in a lot of ways. Um, <laughs> so I think the, the point, I, the whole point of all this, I think, is that for a, a relationship, any relationship to work, the rules have to match the people following them. Exactly. It definitely has to be where you are fully open with somebody and let them know, this is what I want. And this is what I need. And if they can't do that, then you have to let them go. You you can't sit there and expect them to buy to your wishes when it's not what they want, you know, and, and, and you and you also and you also can't expect yourself to make this lifelong sacrifice that's going to continue to make you unhappy. Exactly. No matter how much you want to, and uh, yes. again, I did make the sacrifice, but it made it did make me unhappy. So why not? Well, far better that yeah. you find somebody that fits that the lifestyle that you're looking for a little bit better. Well, and and that's what it comes down to is you know even in the dating, you know, I put on my page that I am non monogamous in my Tinder page, and I had a guy that was very interested, but I let him know I'm you know I I'm. I have boyfriends, I have, you know, I'm in a relationship and I am not going to get into a monogamous relationship with anybody. And he said, well, you know, I'm just kind of not into that. And I said, well, I respect that. That's cool. And we parted on a good note because mm -hmm. there's no reason to go even on a date if they are not going to accept that, especially if right. they think Why they're going to change you. <laughs> Yeah, why tempt fate? You know, yeah. for for them, they might. What if they think they're going to change you, and that's just going to be futile on their end? And for you, you know, going on, even if you go out, like, well, let's just go out casually and have a good time and be friends or whatever. Right. Do you really want want to risk actually falling for someone that you know fundamentally is at odds with something that is is at your core? Like, right? It'd be the same thing. Like, like if you knew that somebody absolutely wanted kids. And you definitely right. knew that you didn't want kids. Why even start? Well, that's another podcast right there, Raz. Because <laughs> both of my exes told me they wanted kids. And then when I wanted to have kids, they were like, no, we have our kids. And I essentially missed my window. So we'll get into that discussion another time. <laughs> But yeah, when it comes down to it, you know, either them falling for you and you not being able to make good on what they want or conversely, you know, you falling for them mm. and them being like, well, you know, you have to give up who you are to be with me kind of thing. And it doesn't work right. out. And that's not to say that I wouldn't decide at some point if I really found the right person that I'd want to be monogamous. I have been before because I found the right person. You know, it just, right. it, when it comes down to it, I, I want that freedom to make that decision myself <laughs> and not yeah, be forced definitely, into it. Yeah, definitely, definitely. And is, it says so much more about, like, like I've, I've always thought, well, no, I can't say I've always said, but I've really come to realize is that I'm going to be with one person and only one person that I want. Mm -hmm. Then I'm. It's going to be because that's the only person I like. I want them so much that I don't want anyone else. That they really are the only right. person I actually want, as opposed to being I've made a promise. 
Right. You know, they, they're, they will wind up being your everything. Like they are everything to you. And you couldn't imagine having somebody else. You know, exactly. they do everything exactly. for you sexually that you like. You can do everything for them sexually that you like. They do everything in real life that you like. And you do the same for them to where you don't want anybody else. You don't even think about it. I haven't gotten that far quite yet, but it doesn't mean it's mm-hmm. not going to happen. You know, and, and you know, free, frequently you get it. You'll start out in a relationship where you're so into each other that it doesn't occur to you to venture forth that way. You know, right, right. Um, but it seems to me that's also probably the very worst time to right. decide if it's going to be a monogamous relationship or not because you're still in mm-hmm. that sort of you know obsessed with each other kind of a phase. Right. Well. Yeah. Anyway, I I think a lot of that also is, you know, getting to know the other person to the point where you do make that decision and you're just like, you know what, I don't want to lose you and you (laughs) are who I really want. And then there you go. You've made that change. You've made the switch from being a polyamorous person to a monogamous person. And it yeah. happens, of course it does. You of know? course it does. Of course it does. Um, doesn't and, mean it lasts forever. <laughs> no, it doesn't mean it lasts forever. It also doesn't mean that it's going to change eventually either. But right. the the point is, though, you can't you know you can't renegotiate the lease halfway through it. So you, <laughs> right? so which which whichever way you go, you have to stick to what's been decided right off the bat. Exactly. Um, look, looks like we have a message. So, is cheating the act itself or the intention? If you intend to cheat but don't go through with it, not of your own choice, have you actually cheated? That's a good question, and I think everybody has their own definition of that. For me, I don't care if I think about fucking, if I'm in a monogamous relationship, I don't care if you think about fucking somebody else, you know? I mean, who hasn't sat there and thought about having sex with, you know, one of the Avenger guys, you know, like Chris Hemsworth or Angelina Jolie or whoever. Right. I mean, and you're thinking about having sex with them, but I don't think that's cheating. I really honestly think that, I mean, even making out with somebody I never considered cheating. It was when you actually, you know, I, I agree too. I, I fully agree with that, but very few people seem to feel that way. But I totally agree with you on that. And right. I, I think, I think, really, just don't worry, Sean. That night I turned you down doesn't make you gay. It's okay. <laughs> oh, we're gonna get another message from Sean here just a second. any second now. Um, but no, I. Th- I, I I, th- I think that you know, bre- breaking it down to its simplest form, I think it's it's an actually dicey question. Um, it really is. Like, it, and it, you, you know, I like to talk in analogy a lot. Sean knows I like to talk in analogy a lot. I find it uh-huh. useful. Um, that I'm a big fan of, uh, of Socrates, so that just kind of <laughs> comes from yeah. that. Um, but uh, I think of like when you're dieting, right? Mm-hmm. If you eat that chocolate cake, you're cheating. If you yeah. really want to eat that chocolate cake and you take that chocolate cake out of the fridge and you have it on the plate and you have a forkful mm-hmm. and then you throw it all in the trash without eating it, you didn't get any calories out of it. You're okay. You didn't cheat. Exactly. Right. And right. You, you on, came close. You, you, but, you, it, 
like in prostitution, they would call it furthering. You you fur, you furthered <laughs> the act of the act of cheating, but you didn't actually cheat. Right. Well, and and that's you know, like I said, I really honestly think everybody has their own definition of what they think cheating is. Um, maybe for those of us who are a little bit more open in their thinking and relationships, it, it's the actual act of doing something purely sexual with someone. Like I said, I don't consider kissing cheating. I don't care if my boyfriend goes and makes out with some chick, especially right in front of me. I think it's kind of fun. <laughs> right, but definitely. Honestly, and even if they were doing it behind my back, you know what? Making out, you're not having sex with somebody. You're not building a connection. And some people don't think that way. A lot of people, most people don't think that way. And, you know, they feel very threatened somebody, by it usually. Yeah. Text messaging with another person and hiding it is cheating, you know? And, and I, mm. like I said, I think everybody has their own definition. All right, listen to this message. <laughs> okay. What if you ate the cake, but then immediately threw it back up? <laughs> ah. Um, I don't know if you can unring well, that, well, then that sexual bell there. Then, then, then you're Callista Flockhart. Right. Oh my god. <laughs> and I, I just dated that. myself so badly. <laughs> right, you did, but we love Ally McBeal. Come on, we're we're old yes. farts. So. Oh wait, here we go. Here we go. So. Just a few minutes ago, you guys talked about how sex doesn't always have that meaning behind it, that connection. Sometimes it's just getting laid. But now you're talking about the connection. So which is it? Honestly, with Gene, there isn't really a connection, I don't think, unless it's a long-standing affair. There's always some sort of connection with somebody, but it's not the same connection that you have with your partner or partners, depending on how you know many boyfriends, girlfriends you have. So for me, going out to a bar with somebody and my boyfriend or girlfriend takes off and is making out with somebody in the corner, they don't really have that connection. In fact, they're probably just totally plastered and are enjoying the feeling of kissing somebody. I don't consider Mm -hmm. that cheating. It doesn't necessarily mean it's going to lead to anything else. But like I said, everybody has their own definition. You know, we could yeah, do a poll of that and there'd be so many different and answers. It, and it's fair, I think, to explore the I, I, the concept of connection and what because technically, yeah, there always is some sort of a connection, even if it's just a hormonal connection. There, there is some <laughs> sort of a connection there. But the, the route that 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 connection is is traveling varies hugely across experiences like having sex mm-hmm. with friends you have sex with your friend you have no no intention of enhancing the connection to the next level you have that friend connection that isn't predicated right. on the act of sex the the one night stand you have you can say that you're connected through both wanting to get laid and never seeing each other again great right um right. so con- connection in the strictest sense there are always one but in terms of a romantic relationship there is no intrinsic connection between between uh uh sex and romance i think and in fact we met a couple when i was in florida uh last month or month or the one month before mm-hmm. um and i say i say couple because it's really interesting um my friend Kristen and i were on the dog beach and it was getting late and we were just about the only people there 
And then this these two older guys show up. And they're walking mm-hmm. together, and they have ma- matching chairs, and they set their chairs down next to each other, and they're sitting really close and talking really close. And it's it's very obvious that they're a gay couple, right? Right. And uh, me and Kristen are talk- chatting with them and playing with their dogs and everything for quite a while. And then finally, I asked them, at some point, I asked them how long they'd been to, been to somebody yeah, and asked how long they'd been together. And they're like, oh, like 20-some years or whatever. Holy and, moly. Yeah, and I'm like, wow, that's that's great. That's really cool. And we're talking later. I asked something a little bit more intimate, like, so are you just, you know, coupled or married? Mm-hmm. And, they're like, and they're like, oh, no, he I, he's straight. I'm gay. Oh, really? Only, only one, only, they, yeah, they weren't having sex. Like, you hear that non-sexual life partner term? Oh, yeah, yeah. They were I sharing their, best their, friend Manny. Yeah, like they you they're sharing their lives in a very intimate way, a very intimate way, but sex simply doesn't exist in it for whatever reason. Right. So I mean, I I think even that kind of re- a relationship can be right for certain people. Right. That kind of con- and and it's a good example of connection of of that connection that, you know, kind of, you know, life bonding connection functioning in the absence of sex. Well, and you can have the, I mean, there are, I forget which, which definition is it asexual where they don't want to have sex at all. They're, they're not sexual at all. Yes. Asexual. They have asexual and they want to have sex. You know, I seriously thought mm-hmm. I was becoming that when I was married, but <laughs> you know, yeah, they, that's what they call it now. They just call it marriage. Uh- yeah. <laughs> Yes. Um, And and that's what it comes down to is you can find that life partner that you want to be with that you have either a sexual attraction to or you don't have sex because one is gay and one is straight. You know, there's Mm -hmm. that too, but you still have that connection. Now, let me let me ask this. Does that mean like with me and my best friend, Manny, we, you know, have that connection. We are soulmates. Uh, does that mean that I was cheating on my husband because I had that connection with him, even though there was no sex involved? Mm, I mean, we have matching tattoos, you know. I wasn't unfaithful sexually, but because I called him my soulmate and we were best friends, everybody's like, oh, you should be best friends with your husband or your partner or whatever. There's well, that I should wasn't. word again. Yeah, I wasn't. I, I never right. was best friends with, with him, you know? Does that I, mean I was cheating? <laughs> well, I mean, in, in my relationship, any kind of friendship, anytime I had a friendship, it was some sort of a betrayal. So right. I'm really not the best judge of that. Like, okay. he considered any kind of connection to anyone, like, outside of work and even at work, really, to be some, some sort of a betrayal. So I think, honestly, I think it's just like everything else. It's what works for who, right? you know, like, well, you know, find, finding someone that, that finding someone that, you know, either they're in the same situation or they get it. That's your, you know, other half. That's your, your, your twin or whatever. But then if your husband had a problem with it, if it defied the rules of your relationship, whatever uh-huh. the, those rules were, yeah, it would be cheating. But if he has a problem with it and it doesn't defy those rules, then he's just being an asshole. Well, yeah, and it it didn't 
defy any rules necessarily. Yeah, he was like extremely jealous of my relationship with Manny because I could tell Manny things that I wouldn't tell my husband because he's my best mm-hmm. friend. And a lot of it was about my husband. <laughs> so, <laughs> you know, my ex-husband now, but yeah. you know, it, that that's a good question because people are like, well, your spouse or your partner should be your best friend. Well, well, yeah, mine wasn't. They, so they is that also why have a nine, relationship- a nine inch, a nine inch dick and a billion dollars in the bank, but ten inch, honey, ten. You know? oh, okay. But um, well, and that's exactly <laughs> it. I mean, people are like, well, my husband's my best friend, and I'm thinking, well, well bully for you. Does that mean that my relationship was doomed from the start because my husband at the time was not my best friend? Yeah, we were friends and we had a grand old time we met, but he was never my best friend. You know, so Mm -hmm. I always thought, well, maybe that's why my relationship failed. (laughs) And even if your spouse is among one of your best friends was one of my best friends i should god right. i gotta stop saying his name um but <laughs> he was he was one of my best friends but you need other outlets you need other friendships you know right you, just like we're talking about you know sex and the kind of sex you like to have and so forth you need right. that same kind of diversity in all of life you know you well, yeah. you need your friends that you go out and party with you need your friends that you you know walk the dog with or that you do arts and crafts with or whatever whatever the fuck it is you know you yeah. need to have a, a a diverse social system and it, my therapist and I talk about this frequently you need to have a diverse so, social and professional system so that when one part of it falls apart you have other parts remaining that can keep you afloat Right. And that's why when you end up in a relationship like mine, where the person is just isolating you and isolating you and isolating you, it is such a huge disaster when they leave you because you've been cut off from everything. You don't right. have all that, you know, you don't have things to fall back on in that way. Yeah. Well, and I definitely agree with you on that. I mean, and that's what it comes down to. The funny thing right now is the relationships that I'm in right now, I consider them really good friends. If, you know, maybe not best friends, Manny will always be my best friend. Mm-hmm. But so, um, you know, Jamie is probably one of my best friends. He knows so much about me. He, I tell him almost everything going on in my life and mm-hmm. he accepts me for that. You know, I try to accept everything about him. And that's what makes the relationship special. Same thing with Frankie. You know, it's, it's Mm -hmm. the funny thing is, is I tell Jamie hell of a lot more than I tell anybody, even my best friend, Manny, you know, so so you are developing a partner that's a best friend. Yeah. And that's, what's different is my ex-husband. I, there were things that I never wanted to tell him. You know, I wound up telling him almost mm. everything that goes on in my life. And then that's another podcast. <laughs> but, <laughs> but uh, you know. We're, we're, we are just racking up the, the um, themes for future episodes already. Yep. That's a good thing. It's like, uh, okay, we'll talk about when I owned my escort service. <laughs> yes. <laughs> but it, it's wonderful to have partners who don't judge. And that's the other good thing about polyamory is, like I said, you get 
the best of everything that you need. And hopefully you're giving that back to mm-hmm. your partners in the polyamory thing. Well, yeah, that, that would be part of part of the contract, so to speak, I yeah. would think. You know, and, and totally, honestly, I think that would just that would just be in your nature. Like, if you're somebody who right. can have a healthy polyamorous relationship, that's just in your nature anyway to you know right. give and receive. Right. It looks that's like we have totally, a message. Oh yeah, we do. Yeah. I keep hearing you guys talk about you know there's this comparison to other people. Or, you know, almost sounds like you're questioning the rules. Well, who makes the rules and why? That is a good question because who who's making these rules? I, I do honestly believe that um, many religious groups have made lots of rules. Oh, for uh, sure. For sure. Uh, honestly, I think even back in the days, the government made some rules, you know, sodomy against the law. Yeah. You yeah. Know, um, or, uh, uh, what's it called? Uh, miscegenation. Yeah, um, exactly. So. Mm-hmm. You know what? That is such a good question because who makes the rules but us? You know, the rules, yeah, it, it, it comes it's, down to we are the people who make our own rules. And, it, it, you know, it's it's such an anthropology question, too. And, you know, I, I get into anthropology a lot. But it, uh-huh. for the longest time, for the longest time, these rules were made in response. And I, I actually wonder if Sean was kind of hoping I'd answer this way. Um yeah. <laughs> these rules were made in response to the needs of the social group, you know, the, the band, the tribe, you know, what, whatever level you're at. Um, right. We talked on our show the other night a little bit how, for instance, it, there, there is a, a group in, I think it's in like Pakistan or something, um, mm-hmm. where their social rules were that if you killed your brother, it was okay to kill your brother if you were willing to marry all his wives and take on all right. the kids. Oh yeah, you know. Oh yeah. Um, there you you talk you hear in in anthropology a lot about, about endogamy and exogamy, meaning mm-hmm. that some in some tribes have rules where you have to marry someone outside your tribe, and some tribes have have rules where you can only marry inside your tribe. Um, right, right. And as you ad- ad- advance in social complexity, that you know you see the same kinds of rules coming up constantly. You know the same right. the same ideas, and they deal frequently with things like inheritance. Uh, social order for for sure. Um, oh yeah, t- title is, is a big one. But up until now, they've usually been dictated by by whatever is stru- is structuring the is maintaining the order of of that society. So, like you you said, religious groups very much so mm-hmm. for a very long time, be, be, primarily because religious groups were one of the organizations organizations charged with keeping social order. Right. So, like, you look at um, Judeo-Christianity, where committing adultery is one of the, the ten big ones. It is one of you the know, ten commandments. Yeah. But, Whereas but look at it, the Church of England, you've got the kings that are marrying how many wives, but nobody else was allowed to. Right, right. It well, is, is a whole other thing. But yeah, you right. can look at, like, uh, like Hellenism or Rome, Romanism, where, mm-hmm. it, you know, Adultery was was a very it was defined very very differently, right? It, it had that, it had a lot more to do with if you were having someone outside of your marriage and you were providing for them financially. You could right. have sex with whoever you want, but if you set up housekeeping with them, then it was a problem. 
Right. Well, and so when it comes down to it, honestly, we make the rules. Um, yes. Unfortunately, now with so many religions and governments and self-imposed rules on people, there's so many restrictions, I guess is the word. You know, people mm-hmm. quote the Bible at you. They quote this at you. They are like this, this, and this. I mean, look at uh like even with the Latter Day Saints, the men I'm could glad have you brought them up. Many different wives, but could the wives have many different husbands? No, no, of course not. Of course not. You know. So once and po- again, po- poly polyandry is uh, way less common across human history than polygamy is. Right. Um, but exactly. also, you see within LDS. Something mm-hmm. called covenant marriage. Have you ever heard of covenant marriage? I've heard the term. I don't know exactly what it is. Uh, you Google it. It'll send chills down your spine. Um, okay. It's, mar- it's marriage. It's, you know, legal and spiritual marriage. But in addition mm-hmm. to the the obligations that are created by entering into marriage under American law, you uh-huh. they also sign they also sign all these other contracts, uh, dozens of other contracts that make it almost impossible to ever get divorced. Oh, well, that sounds yeah. like it was. No, I'm sorry, but yeah, the, the polyamorous person in me automatically cringes at that because oh, yeah, it's I, need, horrifying. I need to know that I have an out if I'm with somebody who's beating me or something like that besides you know killing them or something uh, mm-hmm. somebody um, who isn't worthy I guess oh look at that we have yeah, another one another message and it's Sean we know it <laughs> All I'm thinking about now is like all these biblical kings with all their harems of women, (laughs) you know, hundreds of women all just, you know, waiting to be entertained. Like, I mean, (laughs) hey, that's a lot of work. That's like, you know, it's a lot of, (laughs) that's a lot of loving to do. Uh, How are you guys doing? (laughs) I'm really sleepy. I should go to bed soon. This podcast is amazing. You had to wake up early. That sound right now is my stomach. I promise you. Okay. Okay. I love you both. I love you. Kissing noises. He's so cute. At at first, it sounded like he was like thinking about it and jerking off. Like what I'm thinking about right now is all these harems of women, and there's just one man, and there's all these women, and he has to plead. Like I was like, oh my god, he's gonna come during the message. <laughs> oh, I wish I, I missed that guy. I haven't seen him in so long, and I get to see him Aww. tomorrow. So. And he's such a sweetheart. I'll give him a kiss for I me. Know. Oh, I I definitely will. Well, and the cool thing is, is is even within that relationship, I I fully support. I mean, he had a virtual date, and I, I fully support anything that's going on with him. I ask him about it. Mm. I help him if I can, because I want him to have that. I want him to have everything that he wants, because, mm. you know, I totally love him. I adore him. Which is, and, and, which is you an know. expression of love, like we've said, you know? Yeah. And, you know, and, I'm just like, how's it going? Got any Tinder messages? You know? And, yeah, there's a tiny bit of jealousy, but the the affection and the happiness I want for him way outweighs that. You know, I, I mm-hmm. want everything 
in the world for whoever I'm with and whoever I love. And, you know, it, it's, do you, do you, do you find that the, the jealousy, the, that tiny jealousy gives you sort of a, a rush sexually? Yeah. Sometimes it's like, Oh, if I can just rock his world, he will never want anybody else. But then I mm-hmm. want him to have that variation. I want whoever yes. I'm with to have something different than me. You know, because God mm-hmm. knows I'm not the end all be all in bed. You know, I right. want them to experience well, no, no one life. Is. Right. You, you know, we want to be. We like all... to think we are. <laughs> well, in my case, that's kind of true. You know, and I say no, but like you, I'll you verify can't be that. A, a, we'll get there. Oh, we'll get there. Um, no, you can't. You can't be a, do, a dom and a sub at the same time. For instance, no. You know, you know, you you can't. Well, I mean, I guess you suck dick and get sucked at the same time, but I mean, you, you get the idea. <laughs> I get the idea. No, and I'm <laughs> definitely a dom when it comes to it. <laughs> but and me yeah. too, honestly. But like, but that's why these like like sort of you know self self not self establishing rules, but this this sort of idea of communication and understanding what each other want, what you, what each other is about and is okay with and not okay with comes into right. play because ultimately shouldn't your interpersonal relationships be a source of joy i think well yeah and that's the thing about it is that's all i want is you know joy and happiness and when it gets too complicated i get anxiety i get depressed i get sad and it I check out and I don't want that. I don't mm-hmm. want to have to check out from a relationship because I I'm feeling too much pressure. You know, yep. I mean, yep, that, that totally. was the bad and, thing in, you, in my marriage. It got to where I didn't do anything that would make him not trust me yet. I was having to have my location on, on Facebook when I was driving around. If I was late, I got the third degree and it caused a fight, mm-hmm. you know, and and, and that that was the ridiculous thing for me too. Like everything I did, I I did nothing that would make him not trust me, and all right. it did was make him not not all it did was make him not trust me. Right. Like he was bound well, bound and determined to not trust me no matter what I did. So exactly, and that's what it came down to. I was six <clears throat> minutes late coming home from work, and he was convinced I was in the back room at my job hooking up with somebody. I don't oh know my who. God. But because I was six minutes late and Mm -hmm. I was finally like, you know what? I'm done. I've done, I've virtually, well, no, virtually I did do something with his permission, but I had never physically cheated on him ever. You know, it, Mm -hmm. it, I hadn't, there was no reason not to trust me. And I mean, I had even like got rid of my social media apps, except for Facebook and messenger. I stopped talking and blocked a lot of people that he had questions about i was having to change my whole life to make him happy and that's when i realized what the heck am i doing i'm changing who i am as a person for him and yet he's Mm -hmm. not doing anything like that for me he's not trying to please me you know i'm having to perform sexual acts for him to make him happy (laughs) <laughs> right it, and and to the contrary in my in my case and I'm betting in yours to the contrary the the more you change yourself to him the more he changed away from you the more more difficult he became 
the more the yes. more the, those un those unlikable traits started to become stronger. Yes, that's absolutely that's, what happened. Yeah. What happened to me? Yeah, and it Let's became. It. Oh yeah, message. Yeah, I definitely agree with uh, like the core idea of being communication. Um, like as long as you are able to communicate or like feeling safe to communicate with each other, that's like really important for any relationship, I guess. Um, yeah, like that's a big <laughs> deal. I think. I love you guys. <laughs> love you too. Oh, such a sweetheart. And he, and he's right. Communication is key. Like I, I oh, let's check that out. So. That does sound like one of the downfalls of polyamorous relationships or relationships um, that don't rely, that don't have a good foundation in trust. Um, correct me if I'm wrong, Raz, but I did, am I misremembering this? But didn't you meet your ex-husband um, kind of through an act of cheating, or am I just misremembering that? <laughs> oh, are you no, being called out? <laughs> uh, he he's actually you're you're misremembering um, the story of how me and my ex met. The very the very first time we met um, was at an ice cream parlor. And I was with uh, somebody I was dating at the time. And that was literally just like we met. And that was it. I, you know, after that, I knew who he was. Like, I talked to him occasionally. We never did any. There, was, there wasn't even any romantic interest in there in there for many years. Um, when my ex and I first went out, like when he asked me out on our, my first, our first date, I wasn't dating anyone at the time. But I was actually at... Um, here in Wyoming, they, they call it rendezvous and it happens every year at a state park in South Wyoming. And it's a big gay camp out thousand plus people, a couple, couple thousand people, I'd say, um, all, you know, gay, lesbian, transgender, etc. camping out mm -hmm. in the woods and they have like workshops and shows. And like, I, I was in the, the, I was in one of the S and M workshops. I was the model for branding and I got branded, which was kind of cool. Yeah. You can imagine a couple thousand gay men in the woods. A lot of it is going to be an orgy. Oh, gosh. Um, oh, yeah. Yeah. So when my ex, like, officially asked me out on a date, he asked me while I was at this, 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 you know, big gay camp out, you know, engaging in orgies all weekend. And he had, he had messaged me over Facebook. So, no, I wasn't, I never, she, he, he was never somebody that, I was cheating on someone with. I first met him through someone else, but that was five or six years before we, we ever went out or ever really uh, talked very much. Yeah. Well, that so, works. Yeah, that put, puts that to bed. <laughs> well, um, I, I met my ex um, in a gay bar. <laughs> oh, my God. Hear me. Yeah. He was, well, he was getting a blowjob by a, a girl, and I tapped her on the shoulder and said, you can't do that here. <laughs> and yep that's how i met him so nice yeah it was kind of nice did you, it was funny did, did you did you take over for her oh no 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 <laughs> no because i just told her you can't do that here 
And I certainly wasn't going to turn around and do it also. It's a gay bar. I should have pulled one of my friends over, one of my gay friends over to continue it. Do it for her. Seriously. No. He actually looked at me like, oh my God, help. Because she was really drunk and decided she just wanted to do that. And she just went for it. So, yeah, it, it, it was kind of a, a funny thing, you know, and from there, nice. it was kind of fun. But, yeah, I mean, I, I like like what, what Sean said, because it is true, you know. It, there are those certain things that happen in both polyamorous and monogamous relationships. I, I'm, I'm happy with my decision. I've always felt I was more polyamorous than anything. Every time I'm in a monogamous relationship, I kid you not, between five and seven years, I start getting that itch. Mm. And, you know, they don't call it seven-year itch for nothing. And right, exactly. It, it is true. I, I get that little itch. And if I'm not able to scratch it, it gets worse and worse. And then it turns into a rash. <laughs> Just kidding, but it really, you know, it, it's oh, that, that must make things about. challenging. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, you know, but it, it does. It just, and it's something I've recognized throughout all my relationships. My my ex ex Tony, I was with for twelve years, and then my ex Dustin, I was with for thirteen years, and in between them, I had one a relationship for nine months with somebody else. So. Over the last mm-hmm. 25 years, I've essentially been two people. Um, Jesus Christ. And I did not... Okay, with with my relationship with my first ex is when we owned the escort service. And mm-hmm. now that goes into the cheating question of if I'm doing it for work, is it cheating? <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. I was very good aware question. that I was doing That's it That's a very for good work. question. So once again, you know, I did it at the time because I was a heroin addict. I needed money and Mm -hmm. it was a good source of income to feed my addiction. Mm -hmm. Before that, I was a stripper. That fed my addiction very well. But in Washington, it sucks to be a stripper. So I probably would never have done it if I hadn't have been on drugs, you know, so... Mm -hmm. Once again, he never considered that cheating. It was my work, you know. Right. So, you know, there's another question right there. So, you know, I, I pretty much stayed monogamous mm-hmm. for 25 years, except for the few times that I had threesomes with Dustin. So, right. you know, I, I was fully capable, but I do honestly think that's why my relationships eventually deteriorated and I started feeling no attraction for them. It's and because you're not built for monogamy. Exactly. And it was kind of like, would I have stayed attracted to them if I had been able to have a little bit of that freedom and spoke with them about that and just said, hey, I want to go do this? You know, mm-hmm. um, instead, I opted to leave my ex, ex, the first one, because I didn't want to cheat on him. And I knew he would not be into me going out and scratching that itch with somebody else. (laughs) Mm -hmm. So, so, so far, far better that, that you, you leave him. 
right then go and do it and be right. dishonest about it i can get i can definitely dig that right and that's basically what i did but who knows i certainly don't yeah know. Uh, makes me message. think also okay you guys wouldn't believe the amount of rashes uh the rash problem, just in general, that Delisa has. Uh, no, I'm just kidding. I, my right? is so bad. She's so beautiful. Oh my goodness. I love you guys. <laughs> oh, that's adorable. Jamie, stop talking about my rashes. <laughs> I've been complaining so much because I haven't been getting laid very much lately. And <laughs> It's like, oh my god, I'm actually in relationships and I can't get laid now. <laughs> and uh, the funny thing is, I actually haven't been wanting to go out and get laid anymore. So, you know, I've, I've been slowing down lately too. And I mean, uh-huh. for me, for me, part of it is depression. I mean, I'm just going out of my mind, waiting to get back to my job. Right, right. But like, it's also. I don't know. Part part of it is this town. Like this town is just very sort of a one trick pony, which is super oh, boring yeah. and miserable too. Oh yeah, I don't blame you. I mean, I could say the same thing about Lebanon, but luckily I get to be in Salem, and you know, also you know, go around plus Vegas, what twice in January. So yep. I'm not <laughs> stuck, you know, and I have lovely people that I hang out with. So uh, it's not horrible, but I can understand for you how frustrating it is for you. It's very isolated. There's very little in the way of of variety. I mean, somehow I continue to meet new people somehow, which Uh is surprising to me. But the more people you (laughs) meet, the more more you start realizing where you are in this, like, web. Right. Like, I, I think I told you about, I was uh, seeing a couple of guys for a while, right. uh, you know, just just casually. And uh, while I was in Vegas, one of them messages me, oh, oh, my God, I didn't know it was him when I went. And I only found out when I got there, but I just went on a date with your ex. Uh, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You told me about that. You got that Snapchat. Yeah. And, like, that itself was fine. Like, I didn't, I didn't love the idea of it, but I'm glad that. You know, my my ex was getting out there and meeting people and whatever. What right? Bob though was that the this guy I was seeing is like. So I walk in and the first thing he says to me is, "So you're the guy fucking my husband." Uh, wow. What? <laughs> like that's the, that's how you start a date? Good. Uh, no, wow. no wonder you didn't end up sleeping together. Wow. Okay. Um, ex-husband, first of all. So yeah, it sounds like somebody hasn't even... let go. <laughs> and which is which is weird because he's the one that did it. Like he's the one that divorced me. I didn't divorce right. him. Divorce me. And he said that like he just seemed really like sad and jealous the whole time. Right. Um, which is very strange. But I start hearing from from other people like oh so and so is talking about about you and such and thus going out on a date. I'm like, I don't know who any of those people are. Right. Or why they're talking about me because I've never met like in, that's and that's the thing with a small town. Like everybody knows what everybody's doing, but I don't know anybody. 
Right. See, and that's what's unfortunate right there. I mean, honestly, that's kind of screwed up. But yeah, It really is. You know. It's bizarre. Like, I, I don't mm. know how to rationalize it because there's nothing yeah. to rationalize. Like, it just it makes sense to me. Almost like, I, don't, I, I right. feel like some celebrity or something. Like, I don't know any of these people talking about or that are about me, but they're talking. What? You mean you haven't run into Jeffree Star yet? Thank God, no. Oh, my God. <laughs> I cannot stand him. Oh, I love Jeffrey. That's funny. And apparently he's a, he's a real bitch to everybody here, and nobody here likes him. Really? Oh, that's and they all, they all They all loved him before before he got here. Yeah. Right now we have kind, kind of a split. On the one hand, people that have encountered him and hate him. And on uh-huh. the other hand, you have the, pe- the people that that haven't encountered him yet and really, 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 really press him into being their best friend. Aww. Which well, is stupid. I mean, I'm the whole, sure like, internet influencer thing. Right. Well, you're, you're a special case. Yeah. Everybody's my best friend, I, so. <laughs> I wouldn't want to know him. I, I find him horrifying. But Yeah. Well, unfortunately, um, that... I don't think I could live in a small town like you. I mean, I live in a small town, but I'm really close to a little bit bigger towns and only like what an hour and a half away from Portland. Right. So you well, yeah, unfortunately like when I, don't have that. When I lived in Laramie, it was okay. Cause I mean, it was yeah. still Wyoming, but you had Fort Collins 45 minutes down the road. Right. right which is fine. Exactly. You know, um, but Casper, you're just right in the middle of the state. There's, you know, there's either Casper or, or the next town over is three and a half hours away. Yeah, I couldn't do it. Oh my gosh, I could not do it. Occasionally you get like creepy truckers who are passing through town and want to get laid at the gas station, but that's about it. <laughs> well, you know, depending on what they uh, look like, you know, if they look like Chris Christopherson. From uh, Envoy? Okay. <laughs> Jamie won't care, right? <laughs> Be like, I gotta go hang out with the truckers at the truck stop. <laughs> yeah, no. That, that'll probably never happen. <laughs> never. Never. But, anyway, well... I guess we should probably be ending it here. We've been yeah. on for an hour and a half. <laughs> I know. We had a really, we had a really good run. Yeah, good, good, good way to start off. We had two listeners for almost the whole time, which is amazing, right? And exciting but, for for a very first show. Okay, well, yeah. um, I guess right. I'll I'll message you this week, and we'll figure out the next one. Okay, love. All right, okay, love you. Awesome. Thank you for listening, love guys. You too. Thanks, guys. Bye. Bye.